welcome everyone to this first episode of the season here at Key Moments, where we are focusing on the theme, Restoring Hope. We'll be discussing different topics to encourage us to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, for He is faithful. I want to thank you for listening today. Make sure you subscribe or follow from whatever platform you're listening from so that you can be notified when a new episode is available. Before we begin with today's thoughts, I want to introduce a segment to you this season that we are calling a One Minute Leader. Here we will be sharing some quotes or tips from leaders in our network to help us grow in the areas of stewardship and leadership and disciple making. This will be a practical advice under one minute that you can take away and put into practice right away. Today's tip focuses on finances. And here we go. Did you know that according to a study done by Ramsey Solutions, most millionaires in America still have a shopping list when they go to the supermarket? Yep, you heard that right. And you would assume the opposite, right? Well, most people want to have money so that they don't have to worry about money or shopping list, for example. But while worrying in the negative sense of the word may be avoided when financially secure, the concern to manage your money with excellent stewardship is a thing of the rich. So why a shopping list? One, to avoid buying things you don't need and to not forget the things that you do need which causes obviously more money in gas or unnecessary spending when we go to the stores. Anyways, for more on this topic, follow our financial coaching page on Instagram or Facebook. And that was your one minute leader of the day. <laughs> okay, today we're sharing on the topic, finding strength in our weakness, finding strength in our weakness. So you may be in a place today where you simply can't see how God could or would ever use someone like you. I know I'm faced with similar thoughts often, wondering whether God can truly do something with me in spite of me, right? Just about a month ago, I was looking at all of my shortcomings next to all my desires and my dreams. And truly, guys, it brought me to tears. We have so much brokenness going with, uh, within us and around us that it's hard to believe at times that we can be used for greater things. We live in a world where we often see the big and mighty things everyone else is doing or accomplishing and we scroll just enough to get ourselves in either a bad or a sad mood because we begin to compare where others are versus where we should be. How do you respond when you are faced with your weaknesses or your shortcomings or your flaws. Perhaps you feel shame, guilt, despair, or maybe a sense of hopelessness. When we read or hear the word weakness in scripture, it uses the same root word for something we struggle with in our souls, but also in our bodies. It translates that word often as infirmities or sicknesses or weaknesses. In other words, as we read scriptures, a, a weakness can be a challenge with sin or our flesh, as well as a challenge in our bodies. Where are you sensing weakness today? How is your weakness making you feel perhaps incapable or unqualified, disqualified? The Apostle Paul shows us how he responded to his weaknesses. First, he hears from God saying, my grace is enough. You are not uncapable. 
God's grace over you is enough. Second, with Paul, he says, I glory in my weaknesses so the power of Christ can rest in me. Your weakness, my friend, is not to cause you shame, but to bring glory to God as his power overtakes you. Third, we hear Paul says, I take pleasure in my weaknesses. Your weakness takes the focus off of you and makes you depend fully on God. Paul mentions some of his weaknesses as reproach or necessities or persecution and distress for the sake of Christ. He saw these things as less than, as weak. But he took pleasure in these situations because he was able to experience God's power through and in spite of them. He said, when I am weak, then I am strong. Because he knew where it was impossible for him, God's power was only starting. Now, to take pleasure or to glory in our weaknesses does not mean to give way to our sin or our sinful desires but rather to not allow your weakness to condemn you, to paralyze you, to stop you from fulfilling the ministry God gave you or answer the call to go and proclaim the gospel. You're a child of freedom, but we don't use our freedom as an opportunity to sin. Rather, we surrender our weakness to God and we let his power rest on us and do what we cannot do without him. Our weaknesses are our opportunities to see God's work or his power at work. The Apostle Peter as well shows us how he responded to his weaknesses. Peter had denied Christ after declaring he was the Messiah. A revelation directly from God to Peter, as Jesus himself tells him, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. Like Peter, we have perhaps experienced God and our eyes have been opened to the truth of God that his purpose is to unite all things in heaven and on earth in Christ Jesus. That through Jesus we can be made right with God and have eternal life in him. But perhaps we're dealing with a weakness that is not allowing us to move forward in our relationship with God. Here are some practical steps for us today that we can also learn from Peter. One of the things that Peter did is that he stayed in community. He was there when Mary said, he's alive. Peter was there, which allowed him to do the second step. He kept coming back to Jesus. Peter ran to Jesus when he heard he was alive. He did not allow his mistake, weakness, denial of the Messiah, three times by the way, to keep him away from his Lord. He knew Jesus. He knew that he loved him and nothing was going to keep him from running to him. Third, Peter welcomed rebuke. Peter denied Jesus three times. Jesus later asked Peter three times if he loved him. Peter could have walked away saying that perhaps Jesus was doubting him and that's why he was asking him three times the same question. Do you love me, Peter? Peter, do you love me? He could have allowed shame and guilt to take over, but instead he welcomed that conversation. He welcomed what may have felt as a rebuke. But instead, it was more like Jesus allowing him to declare three times what he had denied three times before, his love for his master. Jesus, Jesus is the strength 
of your weakness, my weakness. Proverbs 29 says, and this is the verse I want to leave with you guys today. Who can say, I have made my heart pure? I am clean from my sin? Question mark. I want to share with you guys an experience I had about three or so weeks ago. I was crying in bed in the same probably place where Peter uh, had been after denying Christ. I had been just challenged with thoughts of um, inability to move forward in ministry or to do things right or have I done things right or have I done anything that really you know all the stuff that we ask ourselves when we're going through those moments and I was crying in bed and I, I remember saying to God God you don't need to use me father I know that I'm not a person you should use right um, I wasn't saying that like feeling um, I didn't have a feeling of despair or hopelessness. It was, it was, it was more reverent thought of God. If you don't want to do anything with me, anything else, because He's done a lot. But if you don't want to do anything else, Father, you, you don't. You, I know you don't have to, because I, I just did not feel I was capable of doing anything else. But I laid down, um, and I, I forgot about that moment. And I think about an hour into being in bed. I, I was still speaking to God and I remember in between my sleep and being awake, I asked the Lord, God, if there was a word that you could place in this season of my life over me, what would that word be? And I immediately went into what seems to be a vision. This was new to me. Um, and the word taharat came into, into focus for me. And I remember seeing um, seeing it in, in what seems to be Hebrew letters. And I remember particularly a, a letter that was highlighted. And when I saw it in, in the language or in the words that I could, in, in the letters that I could read as Tahara, um, I remember the age being highlighted for me. And I didn't know why. Anyways, I saw that word and I was like, I never heard this word before. What is this all about? And I um, got up quickly because it was I was still awake. It was a vision. And so... I, I looked up online and I'm like, Tahara. So I first spelled it as T-A-H-A-R-A. And it said, um, preparing the body for burial. <laughs> and I was sick that week. So I was like, am I dying? <laughs> and then I remember that in that vision, the H was highlighted. And I was like, was it Tahara or Tahara? So I spelled it as Tahara and talking in accents in Spanish. And so I added an H at the end. And so when I added the H at the end, which was the letter that was highlighted, which God is so funny, um, it had a different meaning. And that meaning, that word was ceremonially clean. And immediately I remember the prayer I had told the Lord. And I just felt his love over me saying, it doesn't matter your weakness, Kayla. I... Tahara, you. I make you ceremonially clean. And immediately my lips opened and I, I said, Jesus makes me ceremonially clean. He makes me ceremonially able to bring ministry and sacrifices of praise and service to the Lord. <laughs> Jesus makes us guys ceremonially clean. In him, we are pure and clean. In him lies the strength of our weakness. Stay with his people. Run to him. He is alive. Welcome his rebuke and watch his power at work.
in you. This is all for us today here at Key Moments. Tune in next time and let us know how this spoke to you. Please subscribe, share, and leave your comments. Uh, Remember, the day of the Lord is near. It is a day of much darkness. But now is the time of God's favor. Now is the day of salvation. Now is your key moment.